This been the headlines all week. All weekend, matter of fact. Suspect arrested in connection to 1996 killing of Tupac Shakur. Now, if anybody know me, and if anybody watched this show, you know, out of all the rappers, my favorite rapper is Tupac Shakur. And you know how much this shit means to me tonight. So listen, we finna get into it. I got 30 minutes to get in it, in and out like a rivalry, so follow me. This season four, episode 72. And if you don't know how to do nothing else, learn how to monetize yourself. It's squad, it's squad DJ, 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 DJ,
You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know the story. We know, you know, I don't even have to read the headlines. You just saw the news report. You know what I'm saying? And um, But prior to it hitting the news the way it's hitting the news now, we knew the story. Those that was in the streets heard what happened after it happened, who was in the car, you know, and all this, right? But with that being said, as much as Suge says that he loved Tupac, that was his little brother, that was his friend, that was his best friend, Tupac said it himself. Where all my homies ride, or where they all get high and talk about how I died. The outlaws, that's all they do is talk about how Pac died, how Yop died, how, you know what I'm saying, how, how, how even Fatal died. But nobody talk about what they did to, you know, uh, retaliate or compensate those that was around them for the loss of pop. You know, I'm not telling nobody to risk their lives. But what I'm saying is this. If you with me, I'm with you. It's us against them all. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and that's when I was in the streets and now that I'm out of the streets, I'm still that same motherfucker. If I'm with you, I'm with you. I don't give a fuck who against you. You know what I'm saying? Now, I understand that Suge Knight might be scared. He in the penitentiary. I mean, he out there with the motherfucking lions, bears, tigers, all the motherfuckers that walk the jungle. So he got to keep up an image in order to stay from being prey. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. But what I don't get it's the bullshit that you put on top of it. Free Keefe D. Trying to put all types of bullshit in the headlines so he can be in the headlines. Because motherfuckers ain't talking about Suge Knight. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit could have been solved 27 years ago if he would have been a friend to his friend or a brother to his brother. I don't give a fuck. The street code be wrote by whoever tell it. You understand what I'm saying? So if this your brother, this was the motherfucker that was making you the money. But see, I get it. I get it. This was your employee. Wasn't your friend. This was your employee. Wasn't your brother. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's some fuck shit. You understand what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck who like it. That's some fuck shit. All that tough talk that Shook was doing when he had all the pie rules around him, now it shows me he was really a coward. He was really a sucker. Because anybody that's tough around a crew, you supposed to be tough by your goddamn self. You know what I'm saying? So when the mob left, Shook was weak. Niggas was running up on him. Who was that barber that knocked his ass out? He got knocked out by the barber. Who was the motherfucker that ran up in the club and put something up in him? So he wasn't as scary as he portrayed himself to be when he had the mob around him. See, that's what cowards do. They'll send a motherfucker to do the dirty work because they don't want to do it themselves. And he had the money to get it done. Suck-ass motherfucker. Now, this is my personal feelings about this shit because I haven't heard nobody really, you know, get into the depth of how this shit made them feel. Because when I heard what I heard and I seen what I seen, I been knew this shit. But when it hit the hot, 
When it hit the headlines, shit, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a personality. I'm a public figure. This is what I do. I'm not a news reporter, but I make content. And the content I wanted to make was, it was great to see that fuck motherfucker locked up. People say that they don't wish jail on their worst enemy. But if you my motherfucking enemy, I don't give a fuck if you go to jail or hell. Fuck you because you're an enemy. What the fuck is this shit showing love to an op? This is what y'all say, right? A op. I'm, I'm not even a street nigga, but that's my code. I don't give a fuck who you is. If you on my bad side, nigga, stay there. Ain't no coming back from that. You feel me? So all this bullshit about we played Pop Warner football together, I been new Keefe D, all that shit, man, fuck you, Suge Knight. Sit on that 28, motherfucker. That's what you do. Sit on that 28, motherfucker, because you ain't gonna get out until goddamn them doors swing and you'll be an old-ass motherfucking man. Fuck you with a sick dick. Now, back to Tupac. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, like I say, we are our own worst enemy because... We fuck our own shit up, man. We got so much good in the hood, but we don't let that shit flourish because we get jealous. We get envious, and then we want to knock them down. You know what I'm saying? I hear so much motherfuckers talking about they standing over somebody, but when you standing over that person, guess what? It's a black man. It's a black woman. It's a black child. That's who you standing over. And it could be your mama, could be your brother, could be your sister. Stupid motherfuckers. God damn. Now listen, when I was young, I did my dirt. True indeed, I did my dirt. A lot of people got hurt, but I understand that karma is a bitch. Six times I got hit. Near fatal car accident. All that shit was karma from the dirt that I put it on, put down on the ground. You understand what I'm saying? So I get it. So I don't complain about the pain that I suffer now that I'm damn near, you know, in my in my latter years. But saying that to say, we gotta get it together, y'all. This shit right here, this is how it's supposed to happen. I pray that they make an example out of that motherfucker because it's not about the murder no more because we already know that. Those wounds has healed. Now what it's about is you making a mockery of that shit, Keefe D. Talking about Tupac looked like he was break dancing when he was getting shot up with the bullets. Fuck nigga, you know what I'm saying? I've been shot six times. So that shit make me mad that he'll fuck nigga talk like that. You understand what I'm saying? So saying that to say, fuck Keefe D with a sick dick. I hope you get a life sentence and die up in that motherfucker. And Suge Knight, you too, bitch ass nigga. Now, R.I.P. to Tupac. R.I.P. to Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. to all of our great brothers that's got, that, that got gunned down by a sucker motherfucker. And they say Dre was the one who did it. A fat 400 pound motherfucker. Couldn't even see his dick. That's the reason why he did that shit. Suck ass nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Like this shit really motherfucking do something to me when I see the suckers that's behind the shit. You understand what I'm saying? And then see the caliber of motherfuckers that's, that, that, that did the shit. Because it's always the suckers. It's not the motherfuckers that's really about the shit. It's the motherfuckers that you push against the corner like a goddamn cat and they come out scratching. Rare, rare, rare. Motherfucking cats. Fuck y'all. I hate y'all motherfuckers with a passion. Now, now that I got that out, because I wanted to vent, y'all. I ain't been able to do this shit, but I wanted to vent. And now that I got that out, 
R.I.P. Tupac Shakur. R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? To Afeni Shakur. Because she died without closure of what happened really. You understand what I'm saying? Like we knew, they knew, but not really. But R.I.P. to her and to him. Because now we know he dead. All that conspiracy theory shit, we know. Pop is dead. Ain't no coming back. Even though he said, expect me like you expect Jesus. The only way we see him again there is through movies. Hear him again through music. That's it. Immortalized in pictures. That's it. But now Tupac has been dead longer than he was alive. So with that being said, it's a memory. But I pray that sucker die in jail. Now, now that I got that off my chest, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to dwell on the show on a on a on a somber note you know what i'm saying because i'm a positive individual so i want to get to some positivity right now can i do that ladies and gentlemen and with that being said i want to i want to turn the page to this right here because when i saw this this right here really you know done my spirit some good and what am i talking about these two brothers right here i grew up watching them i grew up you know um loving them because they came from where I came from. And they did what I wanted to do. I even remember going to LaFace Records and meeting Big Gilt when he was walking off the elevator because we was going to uh, talk to the people trying to get us a deal at LaFace at that time. But shout out to everybody from the Dungeon family because these two brothers done what he said that they was going to do. And who am I talking about? Outcast. Outcast, Speaker Box, and The Love Below becomes best-selling rap album of all time. Vault Talk. And not just that, man. That right there deserves a round of applause, man, because Tupac liked this group, too. Tupac wanted to be a part of Good Enough. You know what I'm saying? In case y'all didn't know, Pac was really down with this sound shit. His mama lived in Atlanta. You feel me? He was really down with this South shit. Shout out, shout out, man, to the brothers outcast. But let me read this, man, straight out the headlines of what it's saying, man. Outcast. Outcast have plenty of major career milestones since their founding in 1992. But they recently hit their biggest yet, at least numerically, on Friday. September the 29th, that was. The duo's 2003 album, Speaker Box and the Love Below, was certified 13 times platinum, meaning it had sold 13 million copies, y'all. This makes it the largest selling rap album ever in the United States. The Outcast Platter, which contains the duo's massive singer, Hey Ya, surpassed Eminem's The Eminem Show, which was certified 12 times platinum back in 2022. Outcast had little help because of the project's status as a double album, Big Boy, and Andre 3000 each had one disc themselves. Meaning that each copy sold counts twice. Many of hip-hop's other selling albums are also double LPs, such as Biggie's Life After Death 
and Tupac's All Eyes on Me as well as his greatest hits. Big Boy celebrated the certification on Instagram by posting a video of him unwrapping a framed plaque commemorating Speaker Box the Love below 13 million sales. Over 13 million albums sold. Outcast is everlasting. Thank you and smelly much to all y'all, he wrote in his caption. The biggest selling album ever of any genre in the United States is the Eagles, 1971 through 1975 Greatest Hits Collection. 38 times platinum, followed by Michael Jackson's Thriller. 34 times platinum. The Eagles again with Hotel California, 26 times platinum. And ACDC's Back in Black, 25 times platinum. All of Outkast LPs have at least gone platinum, with Stank Onia's 2000 making it their biggest selling album at 5 million sold. Now, shout out to Outkast, man. 13 times platinum, speaker box, love below. Shout out to you know everybody man that, that 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 did what they do and still doing what they do and those that did what they do and still reaping the benefits from it man like salute to y'all man because at the end of the day without y'all there is no me y'all was the inspiration behind casino roulette y'all was the inspiration behind the b-side hands-on entertainment all this shit that i do was inspired by the greats. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about when CDs were sold, when records were sold, cassette tapes were sold. I'm talking about the greats, music that stands the test of time. Because like they say, good music has no expiration date. And with that being said, man, listen, man, uh, shout out to my brother, Jess K, man. I got to shout that brother out, man. Y'all don't know, you know, um, how talented my brother is, man. My brother did a concert, man. I mean, the brother did a, a, a print shop concert. You know, it's episode two of the print shop series. And when I tell you the brother got down, singing hits off of his Kevin Nelson album. I'm talking about like you haven't heard it, you need to hear it. And with that being said, man, I'ma close out tonight's show with my brother. One of his performances off the, you know, the, the print shop series. And the link is in the description right now. The link is in the comment section. Hit that link right after this right here and go and catch the full show. My brother, my partner, my homie, Jess K, man, a talented individual, Charlotte, North Carolina's own. And make sure y'all go and get our single, man, The Best of Me, myself, featuring my brother, my partner, my homie. Y'all already know who it is, man, Jess K. Charlotte, North Carolina, stand the fuck up. I'll be back this Thursday, man, with the little homie Shorty G. As long as he ain't on CP time. You feel me? Like, for him to be a puppet, he sure know how to be late. But I'm up out of here, man. I'll catch y'all this Thursday.
women your man just wants you to surrender to him this love thing don't come with a handbook Get over here with a 